0: Hi everyone, I'm Nansa.
1: and I'm Portia.
0: Welcome to Assume It Will Be Brilliant,
1: Shondaland Stand Podcast. Hey, Nomsa. Hey, Posh. How are you? I'm good.
0: Yeah, good. And you?
1: I'm excellent. So the objective of this time together is to, at the top of our episode, just give our listeners some of our thoughts on the premiere. We'll probably let a few episodes go by before we discuss the current season in depth, since we need to see how the story evolves. But how are you feeling about the start?
0: I, look... I'm very excited. I'm very happy. When it started and you have Meredith's voice over saying that they're not going to cover COVID, that it's mm-hmm. like a post-COVID world, I just thanked my lucky stars. They listened to us. They really did listen to us. It just improves the whole show. <laughs> yeah, it was necessary.
1: I'm glad that they saw that. I'm glad that they saw with COVID, it's in our lives, it's our everyday, so we do it's not enough. need it in our TV show anymore and plus they really they covered COVID to the max right they had they really did in a COVID coma for almost an entire season so exactly they so I I was really happy yeah that they took it to the max and they don't need to keep it there anymore
0: exactly so I was happy about that but I mean I was texting you as I was watching and it just feels like a very different show to me not mm-hmm. in a bad way, but it does feel like, whoa, it, it, the the way it looks, the way mm. they're presenting it. Even the camera angles, I'm like, whoa, this is quite different to yeah. what I'm used to. And even it looks glossier. It looks like a very fancy medical show.
1: I wonder if it's glossier or if it's uh, more GC eyed because they're still doing interesting filming vibes because of the pandemic that's a good point separately like i wonder if meredith is even in the studio i mean ellen pompeo is even in the same place as the others or what's going on because i'm pretty sure there have been some changes for social distance reasons
0: that's a very good point actually i didn't even think about that but that's that's probably it now looks like disney owns
1: abc <laughs> <laughs> honestly disney probably does own abc in some backwards no, way d- that we don't know it about.
0: does but i mean like it looks like it now like for the first yeah. time i'm like oh no y'all disney does own abc so <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's really funny. I mean, I feel the same way. I thought, oh, this this feels kind of different, though I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And always premiere episodes are a setup, right? So yes. it's giving you tidbits of what's to come yes. and not yes. sort of giving you the full pun. I did like the introduction of Peter Gallagher, the yes, doctor um... in Minnesota who is offering uh, Gray this opportunity. I wonder if we're going to keep on because obviously from the COVID times they kept showing us these FaceTime things So now I, I'm like Okay, Meredith last time Was talking to us From the beach How many episodes Is she going to be Talking to us From
0: the phone? Th- <laughs> <laughs> FaceTime
1: So I'm just preparing Myself for that And then In terms of story I'm glad that You know Winston and Maggie Seem to be Just there and fine I'm super glad Although I have to say Shame they. You can tell When a woman's pregnant You know They're doing their best To hide it. Yes,
0: you can I saw, <laughs> you can, I saw, I saw a I saw face In the first needed. Exactly,
1: in the first two seconds, I was yeah. like, is she pregnant? And I thought maybe it's part of the story, but it's actually just the actress who is pregnant. But I'm glad they're happy. They seem cute. They were doing their little like, ooh, we had a honeymoon situation, which I was like, eh, about, but like, you know, go off.
0: And it then... was a little bit cringe, y'all. Yeah, it
1: was like... <laughs> <laughs> I am very pleased that they've wrapped it up already in episode one with Owen and Teddy. Now let's Amen. keep it down. <laughs>
0: When when they knocked over the the priest, I was like, oh, for goodness sake. (laughs) Exactly. I was
1: like, (laughs) why? I'm very happy to see Owen's sister is in it. It looks like she's going to be a doctor. Do you think she's going to stay and have privilege? Oh,
0: I am with you because I love Abigail Spencer. You really
1: like that actress, yeah.
0: From the days of all my children. So I'm... (laughs) Wow. (laughs)
1: Taking us back in time. Yeah, no. So she I'm really stay. glad.
0: Um it looks like she is staying for quite a while. So mm. I'm happy with that. I mean, they wrapped up rigs real quick. They're oh like, oh my goodness. Up.
1: Zero. She's just like, no, we broke up. It's over. Never to be discussed again.
0: Okay. <laughs> Shut it down. My goodness. Yo, um, I really, I must say, am so. Excited that they've brought Scott um, Scott Speedman back. Oh, um, yes. He's playing Nick, Doctor Nick um, Mars. I have to I
1: think. say, yeah, they brought him in quite randomly because if you're not. Even I think even if you watched every episode of Grace, you were like, "Where do I know him from?" No, you know? I
0: knew exactly who he oh, was, he, and I squealed. You were excited, <laughs> See, I so, so I was so excited.
1: Yeah, so he's a former Seattle Grace patient who had a little flirty flirt with Meredith while he was in the hospital back in season fourteen, right?
0: Yeah, so he came in. He's a trans. He's an actual transplant doctor, mm-hmm. and he'd come in to do a kidney transplant but had just recently had his own and -hmm. he had complications so then meredith was on the case and Mm -hmm. in that like season 14 episode they had so much chemistry Chemistry. yeah and i was just hoping he'd come back and he never did until Mm -hmm. now so i'm very happy okay yes i was confused very much um i even asked you about the meredith hayes storyline yes i was like what happened with with meredith and hayes like did we see that no
1: so basically they were about to happen and she collapsed in the parking lot with covid that is what i remember because remember mcwidow arrived he was hottie mchot hot they was like potential there but then she was seeing andrew DeLuca, and so they gave us a little run around and eventually he asked her out and then she passed out from covid and you know got hospitalized so they tried maybe unsuccessfully since you were still confused since they were skipping ahead in time anyway to tell right. us that they tried to date but it didn't work out because his kids had an adverse reaction one of his kids had an adverse reaction to it and that's what he yeah. tells bailey so i don't think you missed anything um, okay no, i was I missed like anything. did i miss they just sort of whole... skipped over it <laughs>
0: No, you no, didn't. that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm also quite pleased with the new hire. I hope she's going to be interesting. The new doctor oh, who yes. they've hired as the head of plastics. I found it very funny when Bailey told the chief, she said, We beg. You know it's yes. he... <laughs> And part of me was like, What the hell, Bailey? You just went through a pandemic and he just explained why he has to beg. Like, you, you were just interviewing people and lamenting everything.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> now you're but it was proud. so funny. Because when she, yeah. when that doctor was going on about how, well, I don't think I want to stay here because these people are behind. I was like, can I tell you, Portia? I thought yeah. the same thing, that these interns are so behind. <laughs> From what, like, <laughs> Meredith, Christina, Alex, Izzy, George, what yeah. they were doing, yeah. even even um, Stephanie and Joe, like, they were ahead of these ones. I'm just like, Glasses is still a clown. Like, I don't understand <laughs>
1: But I still was very confused by the fact that she came in and part of her advocacy for herself was, I know you need doctors, you know? And then yeah. she arrives like, mm, I'm not willing to be a doctor if the other doctors aren't doctoring at my level. Yes! So like, what? like <laughs> what the hell, lady?
0: <laughs> Look, I but agree anyway, with you, but I agreed I'm, with her as I'm just well. I'm
1: pleased that there's, like, new staff being hired. What are your predictions and hopes from what you've seen, briefly? Nothing major.
0: I obviously read ahead of stuff as well just to sort of get an idea of where this where, mm. where things are going so Yeah, I don't do that at all. I like the surprise. Uh, and I also watch, <laughs> you know, the next on the next episode of Crazy oh, yeah, yeah. Enemy. So I've seen that as well. Without sort of giving away too much, I'm really hopeful for what would happen with Nick and mm-hmm. and Meredith and I'm hoping mm-hmm. that he stays for quite a while but that mm-hmm. being said I'm hoping to Seattle and not that she's at, in Minnesota for too long but mm-hmm. it's it looks like she might be I'm predicting yeah. like she might be but I'm hoping it's not very very long I think there will probably be no drama with Owen and Teddy, Teddy. that could also just be an internal prayer. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and also with Maggie and Winston I don't see drama I would really like to see Joe actually doctoring up I hate the hair situation oh
1: yeah I don't like what's happening also because last season it seemed she could handle everything and now she's overwhelmed so I'm a bit confused by that Um, not that you're supposed to never be overwhelmed it just the the level of overwhelm she's undergoing seems very antithetical to the journey they were sort of putting us on for her
0: Um, exactly I mean they gave her some like ragged Ragdoll's wig. wig. To wear. It's very strange. <laughs> it.
1: um, but yeah, we got to wrap it up so we can get into our episode. But my hope. One more are... thing,
0: Amelia, oh. Amelia and Link, what are your thoughts there?
1: I'm very confused, to be honest with you, <laughs> because I don't actually understand Amelia. I'm fully Team Link. I, right. Because I, I just don't understand what she. I, I really, I as you can hear, I keep on stammering because I can't <laughs> put my finger on what her issue with being married is. She hasn't articulated it. Yes, it made sense when she did. She was like, "I'm not sure about being in a committed relationship. I'm not sure about being a parent." But she seems to want to continue having family with Link, but not be married, but also not be with anyone else. So, and I'm not saying there's no reason. It would just be nice to have her be specific about what the issue with being married is. Mm.
0: I, I, I have to agree with you there. Thought she was actually going to break up with him and tell him, "I love you, being a father, and I love how you are with the kids, but yeah. I don't want us to be together anymore." And then she, that's not what she said. Yeah. So I was a bit. I I feel the. I'm too. I'm Sam with you. I
1: was very surprised because I thought she was going to say, "I love you, I love how you are with them, but I don't want to be in this relationship anymore." But she just yeah. stopped. So who can yeah. say? So for me, I hope that we can use Hayes forward slash McWidow well because he's very fine and. He's a good <laughs> Actor and I would just like to see him mix it up in these streets.
0: Yes, yes. (laughs) Um,
1: Also, I just want to say a prediction. So, my I have a feeling because she's just met Nick in Minnesota I don't know if he lives in Minnesota but I have a feeling they're setting us up for a wrap up of the entire show Mm -hmm. because I do not see how Meredith turns down a legacy spot like this where they're honoring her mother with a library and she gets to do this research that she started from many years ago Mm -hmm. so um, I have a feeling that she's going to end up leaving and moving to Minnesota I think she'll come back to Seattle we'll do a whole get the gang together say our goodbyes type thing and that's going to be her end time destination for the end of of Grey's Anatomy, not necessarily this season. I'm hoping for two more seasons, but I know you think that there's
0: probably only one left. So. Yeah, I think there's only one left. Look, yeah, I I would be surprised if that's hard ended because she owns the hospital at the moment, so I would yeah, be surprised but that can if she still goes. Be a
1: moneymaker. She can be on the board, make executive decisions, and not be on staff.
0: That's true. So I mean, look, we'll see. But I am feeling quite good after that season premiere.
1: Yeah, I'm feeling hopeful. I want to see how they how they do this, especially because it feels like they've taken a deep breath moved on yes. from covid they've had mm-hmm. a year and a bit to figure out how to do all this even under the circumstances so i am looking forward to a comeback oh and the other thing hopefully addison arrives this week oh and we get to see please sort of a few episodes so
0: yeah Yeah. I I know episode two would have aired by the time this comes and I know there's a scene that's that where Richard talks about him and Bailey are saying like it it feels like the the old days and he's like and he says finally and I think that's really what they're trying to do here is like bring back the old greys so that's so they listened to us they did Portia (laughs) this is a we've got power okay we have power
1: We manifested, okay? We We, uh, manifested. Grace will be great again. (laughs) (laughs) Make Grace great again. (laughs) All right, let's get into
0: it with friendship. Okay. Hi, Porsche. Hi, Norms. How are you? Hi. I'm good. I'm excited about what we're chatting about um, today because we've been friends for such a long time. So mm-hmm. it's this is a great topic for me, I think. So today we're talking about friendships in Grey's Anatomy and then also just in our own lives. And we just had so many different kinds of friendships that we were thinking about and wanted to talk about that we decided we're going to break this up into two different episodes so it's our mini friendship series so this is part one you'll see we've separated the different kinds of friends we want to chat about into different categories firstly we'll chat a bit about friendships in general our own sort of journeys with friendships and then in the next segment we'll talk about the different friendships from Grey's Anatomy and in their different categories. Horsh what are you feeling about your different friendships and where you've sort of gone on the journey with different people and kinds of friendships?
1: Well I mean to be honest I kind of consider myself an A++ friend. I know there's no... (laughs) (laughs) You go, girl! (laughs) Thank you. I know there's no grading and, you know, I try to get away from hierarchies, you know, like we see when... But I'm the best friend. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just good at being a friend is what I think. And Okay part of that was born out of just like necessity, I guess. So as you know, as I've already spoken about, because of going to boarding school so young, and then for, you know, most of the rest of my life moving so often, and, and always not permanently, but also not Mm. for a short enough time to be like, I'm not here to make friends. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) I yeah, and I mean, I guess also personality wise, I'm a pretty sociable person. I'm generally curious. curious, I'm very open to, you know, sort of people who are different from me, or I just I want to know things all the time, like what's going on here in this room, and who can like, tell me about it. So and then yeah, having to maintain long distance friendship means that you got to kind of get good at connecting, you know, and then also maintaining, which one of the things that helps me do that, I know that through when I was in high school and actually probably mostly in college, when you sort of have group friendships, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. There's a lot of dynamics there and like gossip about like, well, she's just not talking to me anymore, you know, or he's being yeah. weird. And then there's all that stuff that's back and forth. And at some point, I sort of feel like uh, I'm more of a freelance friend. <laughs> if that makes sense. I don't really have a large group of girlfriends. Um, And I think it might be the same. Yeah. Or, um, I I mean, there's some groups, like I have friends that I met at this one job, you know, when I lived in the Netherlands. And like, for instance, right now I'm staying with one of them and we're having a bit of a reunion, but it's just three of us, right? Whenever I see on Instagram, big groups of folks like 20, 25 deep, you know, like going on a holiday on a boat. I'm like, I don't think I could gather that. (laughs) I don't think I could be the one who is the anchor of such a gathering, you know, because my friends are disparate and they're all over the world. But all of that to say that I sort of don't, I consider it my responsibility to continue to connect and to be in touch with the people I feel close to and want in my life. Mm. So I don't really hold grudges and stuff like that. Like if I don't hear from someone for a long time or I get very busy, I never have the idea in my head that, oh, we've grown apart. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. I, especially if nothing has happened. I always just yeah. like, send an email or send a text and be like, was just the gig of you this week? Do you mm. want to have a chat and a catch up? and I think some of that also just comes with age and then having to maintain your home life, your career life and so on and so forth. But I would say that my friendships are my most important relationships that I have Mm in my life because they anchor me they remind me of myself at different periods of time they're sort of Mm -hmm. how I even chronologically track my life um Mm -hmm. I'll be like oh yeah I met you when I was doing this this and that and what a time in my life or whatever the case is and then I also happen to have a quote-unquote best friend But at the same time, I remember maybe two years ago, we were having a conversation and there was something that felt very, I want to say, juvenile about that, about being (laughs) like, you're my best friend. Because the thing is, I have varying degrees of closeness to different friends when it comes to different things, right? Yes. And so we were like, I would say you're my closest friend, maybe my oldest friend, you know, right? <laughs> something yes. a little bit more like that than, uh, say, like, best BFF. friend. That feels very yeah. really like 13, 14 years old. Yes.
0: Yeah,
1: my I really love where I am right now in many of my friendships because they are individually, right, like, between me and you, between me and my so-called best friend, between me and my friends in the city I live in right now, right, between me and my colleagues who became close friends of mine, right, mm-hmm. like, it's it's individual. And there's a quality of um, like depth to each of our connections. So mm-hmm. I don't really think of it as some sort of concept, you know. I'm like, that's Michelle. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> like Michelle yeah. and I are like this, and oh my god, I love nomsa. Like this is what nomsa's up. You know what I mean? And yes. so Anyway, that was a bit rambling. Hope the listeners didn't get. No, bored.
0: I I completely yeah. get that. I I completely agree with. I also have friends. A lot of, in fact, I think I guess all my friendships are linked to a specific time in my life. And Mm -hmm. I've got friends who... Are from different stages, life stages for me. So my oldest friend is from high school. We've been friends since grade eight. We still are friends, but we're not chatting all the time. We just Mm. sort of, if there's a big life event, we'll be there for each other. Or I remember there was a concert two years ago that I just was like, oh, I've got, I've got another ticket and who would I want to go with? And I just thought, Mm -hmm. you know, she's, she would be great to go with. She'd just be a good time. Time. and she will just jump on that and we just had a fun time and then I've got my one friend from each life stage so mm-hmm. I've got my one friend from varsity who we stayed in race together and that's just the sort of the life stage of varsity and then you're my one friend from law school mm-hmm. and then I've got my one friend from when we did articles uh, eons ago and those have been really my, all of these people have been my closest friends. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's very similarly to you. I don't have like a group of people that are, you know, those five girlfriends that are all friends with each other. I don't, I don't have that. These, I've just got these people from a different life stage and then two friends from a previous job that I had. And I think it was that outgrowing that thing I had in varsity, thinking these friends would be my friend's forever because i, I yeah. did have that stage where i was like these are gonna be i'm gonna be friends with these people forever and then you kind of grow up in adulting has been so difficult to keep those friendships going and then you realize okay what do i need in my friends and mm-hmm. where i'm getting certain things and what i'm where i'm able to give certain things and just being able to and of course those are not aren't my only friends but i just in terms of you know depth these are people that you've kind of traveled with in t- in mm-hmm. time and journeyed with in life. And and I I have that very similar thing where I mean my friends are moving, keep moving away to different cities <laughs> or different countries and like okay, but it's been a great growth experience and learning how to really put Time and effort into relationships Mm -hmm. that are not just there because we go to the same school and we're in the same class every day. Just really growing up and sharing deep moments or important life experiences with people. Mm -hmm. That has been really, really great for me. And I guess for me, I would add like my boyfriend is my my closest friend because mm-hmm. we just share so everything with each other as far as possible right. in this stage of our lives until I guess when we get married it will be even more of you know even more intimate. Um yeah. but yeah I guess there's these different friendships, these different categories of friendships. And I even think one of the categories we'll probably discuss I think next week, but it's the we'll not the next next time we talk about friendships, um, the mentorship kind. And mm. One of my, my former boss, actually, who's, I feel like we're friends and she was just, she's just this great mentor to me. And even while she was my boss, it was like, oh my word, this is the best boss I've ever had. And being able (laughs) to just call her and say, I've got this issue. And even now that she's left, I just, I'm able to phone her and say, hey, you know, how things going? She texted me and said, how are you doing? And yeah, so all these different journeys.
1: Yeah, I've definitely never had a, a boss friendship. That would be that would be a new thing for me, I think. But what I was thinking about while you were speaking is, you know, both of us sort of, when we spoke about having a big group of friends, we both sort of defaulted to having like a big group of girlfriends. And part of that, oh, right. I think, <laughs> is just the media, the perpetuation of that kind of thing. This yes. is my friends from college. Yeah. Or like we've been friends. You have an idea, an image in your head, an idealized image. I'm trying to think of examples. I guess sisterhood of the traveling pads yes. all those sorts of uh things I remember watching when I was younger and hungering for
0: <laughs> you know yeah that, that group of, of girlfriends or even girlfriends remember gof- girlfriends of I, course girlfriends yeah 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 I didn't and I think it is you, you kind of think oh that's what it's supposed to be if I don't have that, am I not doing this thing right? Or am I missing mm-hmm. this thing? But then, yeah, I also realize we kind of just, like you say, it's that idealized media thing. I mean, not all relationships are like that. I mean, I even, I didn't even mention like my, one of my also closest friends is my cousin. And uh, that's yeah. someone I've known of. She's known me from the day I was born. She's older than me. And we've been yeah. friends just, we just clicked from and. We're like sisters. And... I was just
1: about to ask you about that because what I don't have that, right? I don't have any cousin. I have lots of cousins. <laughs> right?
0: Yes. Yeah. But because
1: I moved away a lot, I never, and I'm not, not close with my cousins. Like when we talk, you know, there's that familiarity there. But it's also kind of awkward because even the ones that I'm the same age with, like, I'm like, how much do I disclose? Like, who have you become and who have I become? You know? And also you were talking about your boyfriend being one of your closest friends. That is one of the most fascinating places to me in friendship and romance right because I would also say like your partner being your friend is so so important I mean to me I don't even think because I always embark on friendship first right regardless yes. of who I meet like that's my first avenue of assuming that is where our relationship could go right if the yes. kind of boss or some sort of colleague where you have to maintain some levels of professional um, distance you know mm-hmm. I'm always like oh maybe we could be friends maybe this could be a friendship so right. that's nice but for me something does change. Like once we move into romance, I sort of, I still hold on closely to my, a- you know, actual, you know, I'm putting that in inverted commas, friends. And I've always thought of friendship as something that is, it's just incredible as a kind of relationship that exists because it's kind of for free. I'm not yeah. saying that romance is necessarily transactional. I'm not an expert like that, but it does feel to me as though there is quid pro quo in relationships in romantic relationship Mm -hmm. and um life partnerships Mm -hmm. you're building something together you're agreeing to witness each other throughout the rest of your life support each other build a family together have responsibilities together Mm -hmm. duties to each other right if you are traditionally like monogamous even if you're not monogamous you know there's i don't want to say rules yeah but there's certain duties you have to each other right certain ways you have to comport yourself and run your life because this is the role this other person plays in your life. Mm-hmm. Friendship is fascinating because it is deep, it is loving, right? It mm-hmm. is it's kind of romantic as well if you think yes. about it in some ways but it's absolutely for free you know and yeah. to me that makes me like i think that's why i hold it so dearly because i kind of can't believe there's all these amazing people who have just agreed to be in my life and like encourage me right they're always your cheerleaders mm. they are your safe spaces it's it's
0: amazing yeah i think and i think it actually reminds me of you know the greek talk about the different kinds of love
1: Mm. And,
0: and I think it is in that sense, there is a, it's, it's a different kind of love and it's, mm. it's just, there's a, de- a depth to it in, you know, the platonic, mm. it's the Plutus love that mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. And, and I guess there is a difference in the romantic love where there's a friendship there but there is that eros it's not just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's not it's not pl- it's not like i'm platonic friends with my boyfriend no <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's true um <laughs> <laughs> exactly <the> inaccurate <laughs> that's not true yeah <laughs> but yeah and i and i i actually that makes sense to me there is it, it is different but there is some I haven't actually thought of it in the way you're talking about but when I think about the different kinds of love um, I actually it, get, it makes sense to me completely um, what you're saying that it's a completely different sort of exchange mm-hmm. um, if I think about it in the sort of love well thought. I mean I
1: guess that's what always like sort of fascinates me I get stuck I, I sort of think of it more as it's it has all the elements of the kind of exchange that happens in what we would normally call romantic relationships
0: mm-hmm. it's got yes. every element
1: of it except there is no Exchange really, <laughs> you yeah. know, what I mean? like yeah, if it, it's it's just freely given, and so I've always felt like wow, friendship is for free. Like that's what so makes it so near and dear to me. Yeah. People are just making space for you in their life. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, it's kind yeah, of wild. which makes even the c- categories we've sort of prepared for these episodes nebulous. Yeah, and I mean, we even created categories because it was so like difficult to concretize one thing, you know, against the other. Yeah. Yeah. So, we have our categories that we have our friends friends. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then we have low key slash slow burn friends. And then we've got lover friends.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think it was, I think that's what it is. I mean, we have, we can have this conversation about friendships, but I think it's one of the things, things that makes Grey's Anatomy friendship so interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Because this thing of friendship that it's so different deep and connected there is something happening when you're watching people grow with each other root for each other it's just it makes I mean even if if I think of Meredith and Christina it's that fascination with there there's almost this there's no expectation Mm -hmm. And like you talk about, there's no like exchange, but there Mm -hmm. is this depth of connection, and and their family
1: as well. There's that's and their family. Talking about your cousin, it's like they over time became when Meredith was housing everybody in the in the house. At this point, their relationships were completely interdependent, and you almost it completely falls away that they're all colleagues.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. At some point, that
1: that we're able to have a whole like episode that's like, these are friends, we're not like, here are complicated professional relationships. No, like,
0: (laughs) yeah. So, um, like you're talking about the different categories, let's start with the friends, friends, okay? And we spoke about that big group of Mm -hmm. friendships, and of course, there's the original interns who I just you know, in fact, in fact, when we started sort of naming the different kinds of groupings. We didn't even start with them because we just sort of paired everybody up, and then it was like, oh, but wait a minute, these people yeah. were friends before. There was George and Meredith and Christina and Izzy, and then on the outside was Alex. And yeah, it's of- <laughs> just. Evil spawn was on the outside and no one really liked him but Meredith kept giving him chances which which is amazing because I mean theirs was also another iconic friendship but it was just that that initial group of people who who knew exactly what each other was going through. They were all going through this internship year together and all really suffering and all Mm -hmm. loving it and all just trying to figure out how do we we become doctors? How do we get into surgery? How do we become these people um, that we look up to?
1: It's interesting because they all had a singular goal, which was like, we want to be the best surgeons that we can be, but we're we're each other's competition as well. We're also the only people who are aware of this and experiencing the same thing. Thing right now so we yeah. have to debrief together we have to connect we can't I mean I think Christina and Alex came in thinking yeah I could ri- ride this road alone yes. I'm a different kind of hard yes <laughs> and then because if you think about it Christina and Alex to some extent until he slept with her really side-eyed Izzy and George for being the soft ones of the group and, and they definitely George
0: had that thing of, we can, we don't need anyone. They both yeah, had that. Yeah.
1: yeah, they had, Christina had big, I'm not here to make friends vibes, you know? Like, <laughs> but made an exception for Meredith.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're saying Sweet George. Oh, Sweet George.
1: Yeah, Sweet George came in there and he had a goal to be a surgeon, but he is a people first person, you know? Completely. He wants to care about people and then he had this huge crush on Meredith. Is that so five?
0: sad. <laughs>
1: And he let take a primary space in his brain. And it was just so hard to watch. Oh, it was And incredible. speaking of, that is also a place where you see... Meredith kept saying, like, oh, we're friends. We're colleagues mm-hmm. are friends. Even though everybody could see. Right up until she heard him big time.
0: <laughs> it is actually quite... It, it was funny in the beginning because George, yeah, he was in love with Meredith. But Izzy and Meredith kept treating him like their little brother. And, like... yeah go, go buy his tampons and go, they oh just would God. not even see him they'd walk in and he's in the shower and they'd just be brushing their teeth and they do not care they don't um. care at all he's
1: he was completely um de-sexualized would completely. that be the right way to say it to yeah yeah it was hard to watch honestly for him it um, was hard because it's not what he wanted you know obviously if he didn't mind yeah <laughs>
0: He's just crying. You're like, I'm not your brother. Please don't see me as a brother, because I'm in in love with you. Please don't see me (laughs) as a brother oh no okay so we're in the so in the friends friends
1: category we have here the poster child iconic friendship of the show is meredith and christina i don't even know that there's a need to get into the dynamics of their friendships because it's friendship rather because it's so defining and it's hard not to talk about no matter what you're discussing
0: about the show it's so true and i just the one thing i did want to mention is just i'll never forget that christina said to meredith you're my person out of all these it was this iconic cultural moments as well because they Mm -hmm. started calling their best friends or their closest friends their person
1: here's the thing I wonder if this was true globally or no because I remember I was watching that part and I thought how did Grey's Anatomy rip me off because (laughs) I had been saying that to Anya to, like, <sighs> to my best because I remember we were exactly because I'd be like you're my person you know yes. like I don't know and I was so young how old was I like 19 you know something like that and it really felt like I had found the person that was gonna be in my life no matter what right yeah it would always anchor me that still is true be like because I felt like oh my god somebody finally sees 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 me yes. and gets it wants to be around and I can get into the weeds with this person you know what I mean I can yeah. be like here is the most effed up thought I'm having right now and I can't say this to anybody else for shame Yes, this is what I'm actually afraid of or what do you think this looks like or I feel really ugly in this whatever you know and I had said that and I really felt like I was in a twilight zone but I wonder if so it's one of those chicken and egg things I wonder if Shonda wrote that because this is something that happens that people had said and she knew that or it Probably herself and so she put it in the show or if she put it in the show and then a bunch of people then picked it up it's probably both
0: it's probably both that this Uh, And you know what I loved about it is it was this thing where you could say to your best girlfriend as a girl, Mm. you're my person, without it needing to be, like, you don't have, your, your guy, your boyfriend doesn't have to be that person. Yeah. 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 Oh you my can gosh, just have that. And it felt like it was, this is the soulmates moment where mm-hmm. these people are soulmates. Their souls are meant to be together forever in that, in that love relationship. They are just, and you you just realized what, Cause you realize the depth of their friendship and what they were actually exactly. saying to each other. So I really loved, and I loved the journey of their friendship throughout the show. I mean, of course mm-hmm. there were miserable, miserable, miserable times. <laughs> which <I meant. laughs> But that moment like you, you actually just um, you alluded to it um, before about when, when Christina leaves and says to mm-hmm. Meredith that she's the son and you just see how they've journeyed from being fierce, fierce friends. And then they were fierce frenemies. Oh, yes. It was, it was <laughs> I don't like to think awful. about those chapters, <laughs> if you don't mind yeah <laughs> but then they came back you know because they are each other's loves and they I, are each other's person yeah I will say
1: that one of the things I don't know maybe other sort of um iconic girlfriends in their own lives not necessarily famous ones like Meredith and Christina sort of have the same arc of um, mm. friendship because similar to Christina and Meredith I feel that my person and I became friends at low points in our lives like we had we became close after breakups and we were like isn't everybody just full of nonsense and the worst Mm. should we just hide in our cocoon you know what I mean (laughs) and be the twisted sisters and relate like that and what I Mm. love is how you get to see their whole journey and for their friendship to exist in happiness as well right like yes in, in each of their own independent wholeness you know and fullness of yeah. life and what they're doing
0: and they still hold
1: their connection
0: and they truly grew up together
1: oh that's what it is yeah i mean thank you for yeah. putting it much more simply <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: what it I was like this is what you're saying
1: <laughs> okay so who are the others from the originals
0: who are friends y- friends meredith and alex and mm-hmm. that's this. a cute um, one Oh, I loved this friendship. And and I really re- realized, oh, Meredith really is friends with Alex. Remember when um, he'd failed that test mm. and he needed to write it and she was helping him study. And this mm. was after he was busy dating Izzy and he wasn't mm-hmm. sleeping with Izzy. Um, and Izzy was like all rage. None of us can be friends with Alex. But then mm-hmm. he failed the test and Meredith was like, no, he's one of us. We have to yeah. help him. And just her really rallying rallying for him. I was like, oh, okay. And that's what she kept doing she would always call him out on his crap whenever he Mm -hmm. was doing something stupid like when he was hitting on reed after izzy had left and she called him out and she said you're just going back to where you were before izzy don't do this
1: i always feel like meredith and alex have a real i've got your back kind of friendship definitely Because, I don't know, I guess I think they, because they're both a bit dark as well, they sort of, Meredith has always been positioned as the one who sees everybody's wounds and is happy to stand in the way and make sure that people aren't poking at them for this person. Mm. And I love that. Although, I will say, remember when Alex betrayed Meredith and told the chief about the trial? (gasps) That she messed with the Alzheimer's trial? (sighs) And... Oh, that was hard.
0: I mean, all of these friendships have a low point. Okay,
1: (laughs) I genuinely almost didn't forgive Alex, but I also felt very conflicted because I was like Meredith. No, (laughs) I (laughs) I know people who really didn't want her to mess with the trial, even though Adele got the placebo because. In my mind, I was like,
0: but this is about the research. You can't exactly. And, and it's just of ugh. course it was one of those moments where Meredith was always getting involved. And it was I this is not I mean, just you, this. Meredith, this is also a relationship with Derek. And it's mm-hmm. all and it was just horrible. It was mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. horrible. But you know, which was a really low low point for me in their friendship mm-hmm. was when Alex writes Meredith a letter to say goodbye. I uh, will never forgive the writers for that. Listen,
1: these there's many things we can forgive. Okay, the Teddy episode in this recent season, okay?
0: <laughs> I'm never gonna be over it. I will
1: never ever forgive how they took out Alex like that. Just what those shots? Remember those shots of like just children, flourishing flur- in a random field kids that are supposedly um Izzy's. Nothing about it makes sense. He was happily married to Joe. Why they couldn't figure out what to do is beyond me. Also, I can't get it. it perpetuates the idea which actually most people can't do that the best most ideal situation to be in in the social construct of family is to be with the mother of your of your children in some yeah. sort of idealized way and i was like this isn't even Graves, you know <sighs> like gray is in the no gray sense. area like what are we talking
0: about? anyway we we have we have digressed <laughs> I also, I just feel like, fine, let's say he left Joe, fine, 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 fine. But he would never just write Meredith the letter. But yeah, no, for sure. That was after everything but that, that leads
1: that's us just well to our third friendship which is another thing like i feel like the female friendships are a little bit more overt like even in making our list like i think we've done a fair list of course mm-hmm. but yes. there's more i would say discussion of the female friendship than mm-hmm. they are about the male ones i do think that's also like a bit of a media constructed idealization thing you know like True. girls are best friends guys are bros or whatever the hell <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. but third thing I'll never forgive that we've, I've already said I think on every episode is the killing of Mark Sloan never and ever forget I call forget, it the killing of the because it wasn't <laughs> but his friendship with Derek of course that is a very interesting friendship actually complex
0: and I I I also loved that friendship because of how it began. I mean, well, mm-hmm. not began. Began on the show, rather. Yes. Um. It was in that outright conflict and where Der- mm-hmm. Derek knocked out Mark. And to see them grow in, yeah. in the way they did. Um, and there was an element, he made a mistake and then she died. And he oh, just yeah. couldn't deal with it. And he beat up Mark. And I was mm-hmm. like, really, Derek? Again, Mark is your punching bag? Mm-hmm. But how they came back from that, I just... This is a resilient friendship that I really love. Well, I mean,
1: remember that we meet Mark already. Well, yeah, we meet him knowing that he had been very close with Derek already. Yeah, best so friends. It was interesting to watch the show because you weren't just watching a new friendship forming. You were also looking yeah. for clues as to like, oh, was this the dynamic before? What's the deal here? And then actually speaking of going back to... um group friendship when we had that private practice crossover episode and Meredith looks over and sees like Derek, Mark, Addison, Naomi, and Sam and oh wow he had a whole other life before. Yeah. You see that and so then we're left to fill in a lot of gaps. Yeah. So what I do like this friendship for Was because of starting in conflict Sort of mm. remaining in conflict, building Back up, because Derek didn't exactly Yay, you and me were best friends Again in the whole yeah. world, right? But there was A civility and an acknowledgement Of the fact that there had been some intimacy There before.
0: Yes, and especially When you figure out that um, Mark had stayed with Derek's Family when he was mm-hmm. younger And you mm-hmm. realize, oh no, they
1: go Way, way back. Way, way back
0: they like is why it's such a betrayal
1: and the first thing yeah. was a prince
0: in the face, yeah. You know? Yeah, another one I love is Addison and Kelly, And this was one of those interesting ones where you just kind of saw them becoming really good friends. And I, I just loved, I mean, when Addison left and then came back and every time she'd come back and when they would connect and you just see how Addison could read Kelly now and Kelly could also read Addison now and there is
1: that scene too in um the church when Archer is ill Sorry, I'm back in the crossover episode because now I can't get it out of my head. (laughs) And everybody's staring at Addison in the chapel like, what is she doing? (laughs) She does not pray, you know? And then when Callie goes and like, you think she's going to bend down. And uh, because she's like, because Addison's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't don't think I have any points. She's like, I don't think I have any points with God. So I can't do this. And then. Um, Callie gets up and I thought that she was going to pray for Addison like, on her behalf you know say something yeah, nice. same. but same. instead she asks for guidance for herself and like tells Addison you know via God <laughs> <laughs> that she kissed a woman Yeah, and she's not sure uh, about what the deal is you know and then yeah their friendship was just and I just love it between them because there's like zero 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 judgment
0: and it's fun it's mm. just one of those it's just a fun relationship and they can still leave on each other, but they're also just having fun and being women and yeah. figuring it out. Yeah, which is actually very much like Kelly and Christina's um, friendship. That's true. I think Kelly's just really fun. If I think about it, because if all these relationships she's in, it's always light-hearted. Um, yeah. There's a but bit of depth. Very but supportive. You know exactly, and she's got this way of really knowing people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with all the with all the people she's friends with, she gets to really know their depth and sort of be able to call their BS out. She, I remember when um, Christina was pretending to like peds um after the merger <laughs> and was trying to um suck up to arizona and arizona tells kelly oh christina's interested in peds and christina's like no she's not she's not <laughs> that person the person she knows is not interested she's just trying to stay in not it. even a little bit exactly <laughs> and just being able to do that i really love that about kelly and, and 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 her friendship with christina was just like it's just this thing that just happened i somehow. really love
1: their friendship completely i like Love that they lived together that scene yeah. when they're yelling at each other to stop crying iconic <laughs> so good love it need to see it again
0: definitely i just i also think they were great when they lived together with in burke's place and then mm-hmm. when they moved into the new places mm-hmm. um it was it was actually great and i remember when the episode where hans was choking christina And Callie just opens the door, and you can just see that Mm. there is this depth there. But she knows she's not Meredith, Mm. and she doesn't need to be. She's just like she just knows who she is in this relationship. I I think Callie
1: was to Christina kind of like what Meredith was to Alex in like an interesting way. She knew she could show up, and this person would be there for them and give them what they needed and help them without judgment. Even though, especially when like Christina couldn't really do everything with meredith sometimes you know or tell her some stuff because meredith also always had her own like cyclone of drama going on
0: yeah um and it reminds me of Kelly and Derek as well exactly Um, (laughs) it's just (laughs) another one where um Callie was also just really good at she was actually for me it's quite similar to Kelly and bailey they kind of just Professional friends, but they're uh-huh. actually friends. Uh-huh. But there is definitely the pre- professional element that kind of feels a little bit more above. Yeah. Um, but definitely, they still, you know, that Callie and Bailey or Callie and Derek will be able to like rely on each other as friend as friends. Yeah,
1: I would say that sorry. Going back to the beginning, Callie would be like the one who's the A friend, right? I was about to say like- she's <laughs> you. <laughs> I think she was just very trustworthy to everybody, right? She had her own robust emotions, um, times of turmoil and drama and stress, and could behave out of character or something. But I think yeah. vis-a-vis one-on-one with people, I, they knew that they could go to ca- Cali for solid support and advice, Definitely. you know, and that she would never really like lead them astray or be so into her own issues. Yeah, I, I, she's the, you, you, you're Cali Porsche. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'll take it 100%. Callie is like one of my favorite characters of all time. Same. Yeah, she really I think is. Callie could be, I, I, you know what? I do relate to Callie in that way. I feel very fully solid in myself and in my worth and in my confidence about my mm-hmm. ability to be a good friend in a way that I don't about my ability to be a good like romantic partner you know and I would say that right. was the case with Callie as well
0: you know that really was yeah that's actually yeah that's actually a very good point and then there was of course um Callie's ex George again oh sweetie <laughs> who where the roles were reversed this time yeah. where um, where he had been in love with Meredith mm-hmm. and Meredith couldn't see it Lexi was really good friends with George, but then fell in love with him. And he couldn't see it at all. It was like this war for him. And she just, she was always just doing all of these things for George. And I know. Missing surgeries because she had to help him study for the um, intern exam. And it was so sad. <laughs> it was so
1: very sad. It was so, Lexi, man. Lexi did, I mean... <sighs> I don't, it's sad that this is what happened to her, but she really did go on a growth journey and, you know, only to die in a plane crash, which is terrible. <laughs> but it was nice. It was nice to see her sort of like, you know, come into her power a little bit after Definitely, all this, Especially you
0: know? after George, because and, I think when she realized that George didn't see her, she was mm-hmm. like, oh my word, I've been this loser. I've been your best friend throughout yeah. your You know, trying to become a resident, and you can't even see me. Never mind, see that I'm in love. I'm an intern, but I'm running
1: around encouraging you, encouraging you after the intern exam debacle. Exactly, you know, but um, you can't see me. But then she was able to do. She was able to demand to be seen with Mark. It was very definitely,
0: great. Mm-hmm. and also she also was able to do that with her other friendships. I mean, when she became friends with Meredith and mm-hmm. with Christina, and she was she was now standing in. I'm actually a good friend. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I think she needed that experience with George. Otherwise, she would just have stayed mousy.
1: Shall we do a quick run-through of the other...
0: Yeah, we'll do a quick run-through.
1: So the two friendship pairs that we wrote down that was sort of post-merger were Jackson and Meredith, who ended up kind of being an iconic friendship.
0: Um, they did and and i think we really saw it at the end when mm-hmm. well for me like when he left and you were like oh no they've really been through so much together
1: they have but also don't forget they had this base of their relationship which was the place where they related to each other which is having iconic surgery parents really the rest of them couldn't relate to that kind of pressure kind yeah of. they had the
0: legacies the they back had to. the
1: legacies to contend with and they could connect over that
0: I mean, there's Arizona and April, who mm-hmm. I think they just gone had gone through so many tragedies. Yeah, but that they is- they just really connected of from knowing deep pain, but they mm-hmm. had a really happy friendship, which was great. They really did. That whole being drunk in the prom
1: dresses, whatever the event yeah. was, in like one of the closets was such a. That was nice. It was also a nice nod to like there is a classic girls become best friends when they're drunk in the bathroom at the club phenomenon yeah yes. you know like <laughs> you just could not be more supportive of the stranger uh but their friendship was a sweet surprise to me i had never same. would have pictured it at
0: all but it was same very- and of course stephanie and joe speaking of other girlfriends oh man who, we forget of, about stephanie as um intern friends yeah really they, they had a a really good thing going, obviously, until yeah. Stephanie left. Um, they did. I thought when they first started vibing, I was like,
1: oh, this is a repeat of, like, early yes. days with San like, Christina. Same. Yeah. And,
0: and then now, they just didn't stand the test of time.
1: No, not at all. <laughs> you know the writers had a strike (laughs) stephanie had to (laughs) get contracted stuff that goes out in the background okay and then i guess in the now like season 17 16 iconic attending friendship iconic i'm using that word too much this episode sorry to everybody listening but the the attending relationship is link and joe and then the intern relationship or i guess their residence now is helm and glasses
0: are they residents
1: now I, are they? I don't know. COVID made everything weird. They're still interns. I feel like they're perpetual interns. I don't I know. Do Maybe well. they're just
0: not growing in
1: my eyes. I do as well. <laughs> I do as well. Yeah. But, but those like are the actually, two contemporary. I guess Link and Joe have been, you know, there's been a couple of seasons now that
0: they've been a friendship. And also Joe and Glasses, actually. Um, remember oh, when they moved? Yeah. She He moved into her place after Alex left. Oh, yes. Um, and then it was Helm and glasses and Joe. <laughs> Joe said. "I no, don't know." Not? That stuff was so weird. I was like,
1: "Joe," but you know what? I guess it's it's true to the character. Joe might allow that to happen because for me, I was, "Are you serious? Are you trying to tell me this grown woman is going to let these children just come crash in her house?" I don't know about
0: this. And I'm glad she realized I can't do this and decided uh, yeah. to actually get into her own place. And of course, then Link comes, and it is also that sort of Mark Derek sort of friendship where they've been friends before Mm we see them on screen so it's also interesting to see their dynamic Um, yeah that's true um and then of course there's those sort of slow burn low-key friendships which some of them stay in the professional sort of realm Mm -hmm. but but there is a camaraderie there and Mm -hmm. it makes me think of Derek and Bailey yeah and uh, these I are felt- what I like
1: think of in my head as the fist bump friendships. They're like there, but they're on the side. Both parties know that they're not going to spend time with each other outside of work, let's say.
0: And they're not central to the story. They're just sort of happening as mm-hmm. time is moving. And a- some- they,
1: they all have that element as well of like deep trust, I would say.
0: Deep trust, but also yeah. deep calling out. The way yeah. Bailey would always call out... Derek and his hair and his he's loved Macy love life. And
1: <laughs> Bailey is like that to everybody though as well. Like actually speaking of it's that true crossover episode again, I remember her just chewing out Sam all Sam, day. Yeah like and I was like, You don't even know this man, Bailey. <laughs> like you take it easy. And she's like, Wow, watching you make all the wrong choices is truly fascinating. <laughs> <was> like,
0: Bailey <laughs> oh. Which is also such a Christina thing and something she would always do with Alex mm-hmm. and Izzy, actually.
1: Christina was abrasive. That was a big thing of her personality. But she was there for the original intern group that we've talked yeah. about, you know, in spite of it all. Like she called Alex evil spawn. But she also was always like, you know, you're better than this. Do more. Absolutely. And she was the one she gave her shares to in the hospital.
0: And of course, when Izzy went to her, when she found out she got, she had cancer um, Mm -hmm. and that element of, you know, knowing that this person I will be able to depend on to not fall apart. Yeah. And yeah. just be able to tell her. And there was no like depth of we're besties, but mm-hmm. she had that deep sense of trust with, we we were talking about. Yeah.
1: I mean, she kind of did say, I'm coming to you because you're a robot, which was a bit rude. Yeah. But yeah, we <laughs> get that, you know. But also just throughout the treatment, like nobody fought harder for Izzy than Christina.
0: And of course, Izzy knew that. She knew yeah. that this is someone I can really depend on mm-hmm. f- with my health. There's not just because like she cares about me, but there is that like she's a fighter and she just knows that this is someone I can really trust and then of course there's like the chief and Amelia and the chief in Arizona Mm -hmm. and there's that element of a bit of a mentorship but also they're just friends outside of even the workplace they're Mm -hmm. low-key not central to the story but there is that you know friendship Yes,
1: very much so. I loved a lot of the scenes with Richard and uh, Arizona when Arizona would TMI, like share a bit too much. Yes, she would be like,
0: "That's enough now." I really loved it as well, and of course, watching Amelia and the Chief now because they have their AA connection. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and there is that there is this depth of connection they have because they have this experience that no one else. Perhaps, and she can say things about her struggle with sobriety that he can also say to her that she can't really you know relate with anybody else or he can't really relate with anybody else
1: totally and it's nice to see that happen for the chief right because he's got a friendship with Bailey. He's got a like a, but with, with Meredith it's not a friendship. Like those with Meredith and Bailey it really is more mentorship, right? You know, yeah. and we'll talk about that um next week. Of course with Meredith there's even the father overarching vibes that are there. Which she I'll never forget her saying that to the shooter and me nearly like falling over. I was crying so much that episode <sighs> when she did that monologue. But with Amelia and with Arizona, it really is just pure
0: friendship, you know? Yeah. Even though he is still the chief and I actually, you know, we didn't write it, but it reminds me of um, Addison and the chief mm. and how she would. I remember when uh, the chief had dyed his hair black, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> Mark and Preston and Derek were like, uh, "What? A, what is this about?" And Addison was like, "Let, let the man be." just let him be you know he's going through mm-hmm. a hard time a has left him just let him be and even later on they're at joe's bar and addison says to him let's dance and they and mm-hmm. they have that little dance together yes oh my gosh yeah and I it's not that. this and it's like very similar in that it's just they're friends and there's no sort of No mentorship element. They're just they're just people. They're just Um, vibing, as we would say. They're just vibing. (laughs) Yeah
1: that's interesting because you just mentioned Preston and he might be the only man we but he was kind of the Lone Ranger of the show he didn't but he was really he, was really, he, he became, became friends with,
0: with Christina but then he became friends with Derek we actually forgot yeah. about that remember Preston asked Derek to be his best man
1: oh yes oh my goodness you know what you're right I we did we did forget about Preston and Burke Preston and
0: Burke Preston and <laughs> they really became um, good friends and of course Mm -hmm. they were dating the Twisted Sisters before they were called the Twisted Sisters of
1: course yeah and they both had that, uh, I guess their point of connection would have been their sort of status as like cardio
0: God and neuro God or whatever they it. Yes. So and yeah. they came from that um, being in fierce competition, wanting to be chief of surgery after Richard. Oh, yes, of course. And then realizing it's not happening <laughs> for either of them. I know. And then just oh. being like, okay, let's be friends.
1: Oh, and remember how they, (laughs) how when Mark put himself in the running, everyone was like, what a big, (laughs) they were so mean. (laughs) <laughs> and this was but, like, I mean,
0: we've got a chance,
1: but yeah, not you. <laughs> exactly. But which was actually also the other part. Again, I just will never forgive them for getting rid of my Mark. Because those okay. were some of my favorite episodes. Every time they would try to put him down, you know, like whether it's just because he's plastics and make it seem like it's yeah. nothing, or laugh at his chances of being cheap. He would never give up on himself. He was like, he no, really I wouldn't. will really put my foot forward for myself. And I'm like, yes, Mark. <laughs> you do and that.
0: he really would make himself like a, a real... contender yeah exactly Um, because also he just had those street smarts and he just knew how to charm people Mm -hmm. um and also he's he was brilliant at the job um Mm -hmm. i mean there's a lot of the surgeries where it wasn't plastics and it was a lot of the ent stuff um and he was fixing people's ears and fixing um, I remember there was yeah. yeah there was a mom and daughter and the mom was had gone deaf in the in her one ear, and the daughter yeah. kept shouting <laughs> and <laughs> that was a
1: funny episode I remember that yeah
0: and Mark's like I mean oh she's completely deaf in the one ear, and Kelly's like how did you know and he's like because I'm good at my job <laughs> yes <It> was, and, <laughs> and he, was he fixed her ear he made the
1: and he was a good teacher ear. anyway Everybody listening we this digress is, this is the official <laughs> stand, <podcast>. stand <laughs>
0: We will do some rebranding oh my gosh okay, so, so I think um, that 's that's what we can do for today yeah. I think what we 'll actually do is move the friends and lovers category to part two. It, I think it 's going to be a, quite a juicy one, but I do think this was great to just discuss those you know, those platonic friendships and those deep friendships that um, these people connected. And of course those low key ones, yeah. but yeah. So thanks everyone. Um, yeah, for joining. Sorry
1: for some noise. You may have heard in the background, it was not planned <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully you will give up on us completely. And we'll be back uh, next time to discuss the rest of these
0: friendships. Yes, we will. Okay. And so to um, just close out this episode, We've got a quote from Meredith Gray. If there's an upside to free falling, it's the chance to you give your friends to catch you. Oh, That's okay. nice. <laughs> Thanks for everybody. Bye. Bye. If you want to support the show and help other people find us, please leave us a rating and review on Apple podcasts.
1: Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Pod.
0: And if you have any queries, Questions or comments, please email us at assumeitwillbebrilliant at gmail.com.
1: And remember, step out into the unknown, assuming it will be brilliant.